What's up, world? This is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about two movies that happen to have actor Danny Glover in them. That's right, actor Danny Glover is in both of these movies I'm discussing this week on Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. Let's get right into it. The two movies are Old Man and the Gun and Sorry to Bother You. Let's talk about the Old Man and the Gun. First, the movie stars Robert Redford as Forrest Tucker. This is reportedly Robert Redford's last big time movie role before he retires. He's playing the old man and he's got a gun and he is a notorious bank robber who's been to prison lots and lots of time in his life, but he can't give up on a life of crime. He's not a bad dude. Many of the people in the movies deem him a gentleman. He's not trying to hurt people. He just wants the money and he just does it for the for real. He's kind of, he's doing this for the thrill and the joy of robbing banks. He's not a bad person. He's not a villain. He's not He's not a criminal in the old sense of the word. He's just a guy who really gets a joy and a thrill out of robbing banks and getting away with it. He's all, he's all about the execution of the robbery. He doesn't even spend a lot of money in this movie. He's into stealing things. He's into getting away with things. I think he's into being a a rebel of sorts. He's not a bad person, though. But I I think it's interesting in this movie. This is an old cops and robbers type of movie that David Lowry directed in this. And Robert Redford gives one last meaningful role as Forrest Tucker. And he's an interesting character. I mean, he's not the best. It's not the best performance in the movie. I'll start off with that. But it is a really good, solid Robert Redford performance, and I think he's interesting enough. He, he He's not really given a lot of motivation. He's just known as the guy who wants to steal Rob Banks for fun. I mean, honestly, he doesn't spend a lot in this movie. He wants, in fact, he tries to do some nice things with his move in this movie with his money. He wants to buy his, his girlfriend's farm for her. She's played by Sissy Spacek. He's trying to do a lot of nice things. He's a gentleman and he, he's nice to people. He's even nice to the people he's robbing while he's robbing them. He's not a bad guy. He's not a villain. He, he's not like John Dillinger was in the Johnny Depp movie, Public Enemies. He's not like that at all. He's just an old school bank robber who just wants to get away with the thrill of robbing a bank and he can't escape the excitement from it because he's he says that he's proud of himself if he were a kid. There's a lot of interesting things about this character. He's one of the more interesting characters that Robert Redford has played. And I think this is an interesting movie. This is based on a real person. He's an old man. He's in his 70s robbing banks and he just can't get away from the thrill of getting away with a bank robbery. In the movie, he has a two other bank robbers played by Tom Waits, Tom Waits and Danny Glover, who I talked about before. They are called the Over the Hill Game, and they are given this name by the character of Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck plays John Hunt, a detective who who really has the same issue with Robert Redford's character. What are these two people doing this for? It's a, this movie is really about what motivates these two characters, not the robberies themselves. I think this movie is about what motivates a detective to go after a bank robber and what motivates a bank robber who's not malicious to rob banks. It's interesting. They're they're way more similar than they are different. They're both nice people. John Hunt has a family and a wife and kids and Robert Redford Robert Redford's character Forrest cares about his, his girlfriend and he cares about people and he cares about civilization but yet he does this very illegal thing and he is very much one wanted by the FBI and by the authorities for robbing lots of banks. So in that case, they are very different. One is on the side of the law and one is on the opposite side. 
but they still care about the same similar things. In my opinion, I just think Casey Affleck steals this movie. Like, he's been stealing movies for me for quite a while. Now, if you haven't seen the movie Ain't Them Body Saints or the movie A Ghost Story, which were both directed by David Lowry, and then see him in Manchester by the Sea, directed by Kenneth Lonergan... Casey Affleck is one of the more interesting char- character actors working today. This guy can play a detective. He can play the lead in a movie. He can play anything. He will be the most interesting thing on screen, and that is really what I'm looking for. It seems very effortless. He's not playing these panicky characters. He's always calm and relaxed, and I'm so invested in those type of performers. Like, you can see what he's doing is so natural, him playing John Hunt, him being in Ain't Them Body Saints, him being in A Ghost Story, and his performance in Manchester by the Sea is one of the best of the decade. That's why he won an Oscar. This guy is an elite level actor and give him a supporting role like like this and you think it would be boring and I was like, wow. I was wondering what Casey Affleck is even doing in this movie, but then you see the movie and you're like, wow, he just brings the same, he's the same level of interesting as the lead character than he is as a supporting character. He has just developed into one of Hollywood's best leading men. If Casey Affleck is in your movie, I am going to sit and watch that movie because what he is doing is insanely interesting and fascinating. He's a fascinating actor. The movie choices he's made over the past five years have been insanely good. Again, Ain't Them Body Saints is brilliant. A Ghost Story is brilliant. Manchester by the Sea is brilliant. And Old Man and the Gun, another brilliant choice by a brilliant actor just his like his overall intensity and calmness of his characters and they're not wise i mean they they're they're somewhat morally clouded by decisions i just find i find his style of acting to be my favorite style of acting i am attracted to whatever it is casey affleck is going for in these movies i just think he's a brilliant actor and he's vastly underrated if you ask me i also want to talk about the director of this movie david lowry he has become a master filmmaker in my opinion he directed ain't them body saints and he directed a ghost story which also featured casey affleck those are two of the best movies I have seen recently. And he also directed Pete's Dragon, which is also stars Robert Redford again. I mean, he's just an interesting director. His choices, all of his movies are about 90 minutes long. And so many of these movies, you're like, wow, you, they can't even fit this plot in a two and a half hour movie. This guy can fit a beautiful, brilliant plot. And these movies mean something. Old Man and the Gun is about motivations. A ghost story is about a guy not wanting to leave his house. Kingdom Body Saints is about a relationship. Pete's Dragon is about a childhood. All of his movies are about something important to him. They are, yes, they can have weird premises like a bank robber, like a dragon, like a, being haunted by a dead loved one. They, they, these movies can have insane premises. But they are grounded in real life issues, and I just think this guy, there's rumors he's directing the next Peter Pan movie. I mean, that's going to be nuts. This guy, but by the way, can I nominate Casey Affleck as Captain Hook? Because that would make my day. This guy is a brilliant filmmaker, and his collaborations with Casey Affleck are top-notch, and his two movies with Robert Redford are top-notch as well. The Old Man and the Gun certainly lived up to the hype for me. I mean, Forrest Tucker's an interesting character, played by one of the best actors of all time, Robert Redford. But again, Casey Affleck definitely steals the show for me, and his ongoing collaborations with David Lowry are brilliant. This movie, I don't know, it wasn't as suspenseful as I thought it was going to be. 
but it was much more about the motivations of a detective and a bank robber. And for me, that was a brilliant choice. All right, now let's talk about one of the more interesting movies I've seen in a long while. Sorry to bother you. Okay, let me explain the premise of Sorry to Bother You. Cash Green is somebody who gets a job as a telemarketer at a company named Recalview. His job is to sell, 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 and if he can become one of the best sellers, he gets to go on this somewhat magical elevator and get promoted and basically escape poverty and meet his wide dream of becoming successful and a, a businessman, basically. Cash Green is played by Lakeith Stanfield. I'm not going to go into much about this movie because it's a lot of it that's wild and nuts and I can't really explain to you. This is one of those movies you really have to go and have and see for to understand exactly everything I'm talking about. But I'm going to talk about the performances of this movie. First off, Lakeith Stanfield is a unique leading man. His character, Cash Green, is moving up financially and going down morally. And I think that's something of an interesting thing to have with a leading man, a character who is going through a progression. Sometimes you get these leading men in these movies and the leading characters and they stay the same the entire movie. This is a character who goes through growth and he goes through a downhaul, but then he redeems himself in the end. Spoiler alert, but it's still, it's a brilliant he, he's also very interesting in what he's doing. He's very calm. He's very, like, I really like the performance of Lakeith Stanfield, who's also been in movies like Get Up. He was in Get Up, and it was a weird performance in that one, too. He's a unique actor, and sometimes they really hit, they really hit a home run by making him cash green, because I really thought his character, he had a moral high ground, but he still, he would do anything to move on up in the world like most people would do. He was trying to get a leg up on everyone and and move up in Regal View. And again, at the beginning of this movie, he lives in a garage at his uncle's house. So you can see why this character needs the money and why he's not wrong in everything that he does in this movie. Cash Green's girlfriend in this movie is played by Tessa Thompson. She plays Detroit. She is on a heck of a run of being in excellent movies. Can we go for the Tessa Thompson filmography? That's what I'm here for. Tessa Thompson, Thor Ragnarok, amazing movie. Creed 1 and 2, amazing movies. Annihilation, a crazy sci-fi. And now this, sorry to bother you, a brilliant comedy. And she's also trying to dominate the summer with another sci-fi, Men in Black International, teaming up again with Chris Hemsworth. She is on a heck of a run. I think she's one of the most unique actresses I've seen on screen. She's compelling. The minute she comes on screen, no offense to Lakeith Stanfield, but when they're in scenes together, you're like, what is Tessa Thompson doing in this scene? I just, I just think she, she's a polarizing figure in these movies in the best way. She, she, I don't understand why she's not the lead of some of these movies. I mean, no offense to Chris Hemsworth and Thor Rat. He, Thor, she, her and Chris Hemsworth, I mean, they're equals, but in this movie, I was like, what she is doing is just, way more interesting than the leading man. And that's not a, again, I really like the performance of Lakeith Stanfield as Cash Green, but Tessa Thompson as Detroit is like a struggling artist. She's, she's much more morally brave. I don't know. She has ideals. I don't know. She's just an interesting character. And again, her performance in all these movies are very different 
this is the polar opposite of her character in Creed or the polar opposite of her character in Annihilation or Thor Ragnarok. I mean, she can play any character in any movie at this point. Tessa Thompson has to be in the top 10 or even top 5 of actresses working today in Hollywood because you can give her something. To do. She She's a small role in the movie Annihilation, yet she can be as interesting as Natalie Portman at times in that movie. And even in, with she can match Chris Hemsworth. And in this movie, she dominates the leading man in these movies. I don't know. I, her career arc is going to be interesting. Can she keep hitting home run after home run after home run? I know Men in Black International is critically doing great, but financially it's, it's making some money. I'm just, I just think... She she can go between blockbusters and small movies like this. She's going to have a brilliant, brilliant career down the line. I'm going to be honest here. One of the main reasons why I was dying to see this movie is because Jermaine Fowler is in this movie. He plays Lucky Stanfield's best friend, Cassius Green's best friend in the movie. Listen, I think Jermaine Fowler is on the star level to success at some point. He's going to be... In the, in the sequel of Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. I've heard comparisons to Eddie Murphy before. If you haven't seen Jermaine Fowler's stand-up, if you hadn't seen Superior Super Donuts, that show he was on on CBS, Superior Donuts, I just thought he was hilarious in that. This guy is fun. He was in the show Crashing with Pete Holmes. I just think he's one of the more interesting comedic presences and one of the funniest comedians working today this guy's work is brilliant he just comes off as silly and funny the entire time he's always happy the scenes with him versus cash green when they're arguing each other and their their friendship isn't going the way they thought it's so interesting it's compelling i think this guy is super hilarious and is going to be an outright star this he was he was one of the biggest reasons why i had to watch this movie because he is one of the funniest people. He's up there with the John Mulaney's to me. He's one of the funniest stand-up comics. I saw a Showtime special. I just think he has a unique view on the world. He's he's outright hilarious and he's insane in this movie. I think what he does in this movie as a supporting character is quite compelling and quite interesting. Look out for look out for Jermaine Fowler in the coming years. This guy again, he's going to be in Coming to America too. He's really good in this movie. Sorry to bother you. He's just a really funny comedic presence that I'm rooting for. This movie, Sorry to Bother You, does have a villain, and that villain is played by Army Hammer. Army Hammer plays Steve Lift. The CEO of a company called Worry Free. I'm not going to explain to you the premise of what Worry Free does, but I am going to explain to you the brilliance of Army Hammer's performance. He is the perfect evil CEO who thinks he is on the right side of of power and he doesn't view himself as evil. He thinks he's on the right side of humanity. He thinks he's doing what's best for us to survive in this movie. This movie kind of forms from a comedy to a science fiction movie real fast. And I just think what Army Hammer does in this movie is brilliant. He plays a dirtbag in this movie. There are no glimpses of him being smart, brilliant, or anything. He's just rich and he's got money. I think he has the answers to problems, but really the only answers he has is for him to get more money and to become more powerful. Like most people view these CEOs. I think a lot of these movies recently have been trying to have characters like the Steve Lift character. I'm thinking of Venom in particular. Riz Ahmed, a great actor, plays a similar character 
in Venom. The bad guy in Venom is a CEO who thinks he should go up in space and find the symbiote and, and save Earth. But but he's viewed as smart. I think this is a more realistic portrayal of what these CEOs are really like. I think the Steve Lift portrayal is more honest to what these characters are really like. He's not smart. He's just rich. And he's somewhat lucky that he's one of the. He's a billionaire. Again, he's a great businessman, but he's terrible with people. And again, he's got this cold heartedness to it. He's got a really messed up sense of humor when he's telling Cash's Green character to rap for him and entertain him and he he views himself as the boss at all times i think this is a more realistic approach to what some guy like this is really like and i think rb hammer plays it brilliantly i think army hammer is one of the best actors working today see call me by your name the social network his run of movies is just tremendous and i just think he's he's doing more he's he was in the basis of sex which i'm dying to watch i just think he's one of the more interesting actors working today because he's doing different things the best of the best play different roles and this was really his first outright comedy and he nailed it out of the park his character is ridiculous evil at times rich powerful again he he holds all the cards but in the end he makes one gigantic mistake and it's just hilarious army hammer in this role as steve lift the evil ceo of worry free i just think it's a brilliant brilliant performance and it's really he's not in the movie that much but when he is in it he's a delight i have some final thoughts about this movie because what i i think what's interesting is that these type of these comedies are not thriving at this moment and this is a movie that really thrives in this in this movie going economy that we're in right now i just think this movie has a solid premise and it's about something it's about like what is it what what is it, it has a character that's selling out lakeith stanfield's cash is cash green is selling out his friends by getting this big giant promotion at his company regal view he's the best telemarketer in the game should his success be viewed as selling out i think that's an interesting premise that most people have to deal with at some point you live a life and then all of a sudden things turn for you and things start to go good but if they're not going good for everyone is it really worth it and this movie can make audiences think what is a sellout is his character even a seller even though he's viewed as that i just think there's a lot of things in this movie that can make you think about what's going on you don't always agree with what the other characters are viewing the lead character i just think sometimes it's like this lead character is good and all the people around him think he's good and that's what it is i think this character has a plot where listen cash green is a really good telemarketer he gets promoted he's doing a job that he doesn't deem as that morally great either but his friends, what if his friends were put in that same situation? Would they have reacted the exact same way as him? I, I just think it's an interesting question of what really is a sellout in today's society is. And I think this movie is a beautiful mix of genres. It's got comedy. It's got science fiction. And it's got some of the best performances in comedies I've seen recently. I just think comedies are at this point where it's like it's daddy's home or it's daddy's home too or it's it's a will ferrell it's adam sandler it's just i think we're done with silly stupid comedies i want movies to be funny but now more than ever i want them to be about something that i care about and i think this movie is about 
something. It's about what are you willing to give up to become successful in life? And his character isn't willing to give up his girlfriend. Him and Detroit get back together. He's not a sellout at the end. He redeems himself. But would all people give that up? Some people haven't given that up in real life. And it's like, is he even a sellout? Because I think there's an idea in this movie that I had that these people would be doing the same thing. Jermaine Fowler, his best friend in the movie, if he were the one promoted, he would take the promotion. I don't really know if I view his character as a sellout. I think it's an interesting performance by everyone in this movie. I think it's a well-acted movie. I think it's a brilliant comedy by a first-time director, Boots Riley. And I just think... This is a movie that you should see. Sorry You Bother You is brilliant. It's funny. And really, Tessa Thompson, Lakeith Sanfield, Army Hammer. Again, Danny Glover is in this movie as kind of a mentor to Cash Green character. Both movies I talked about on this podcast, Danny Glover is in. And that's a brilliant and beautiful thing. I could not recommend you seeing these two movies anymore. Old Man and the Gun and Sorry to Bother You. They could not be any more different, but they are both brilliant films by brilliant filmmakers and they are about something watch movies that are about things that you care about both of these movies are about things old man and the gun are about what motivates people to do things and sorry to bother you are about what what are you willing to do to move up in life and what are you willing to give up i just think those are both things as i'm 25 years old doing this podcast those are two things i want answers to about myself and movies help me get there see the old man and the gun and sorry to bother you thanks again for listening to this edition of pop culture spotlight i'm cameron mckinney there will be a new episode of pop culture spotlight every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week I put the spotlight on Old Man and the Gun and Sorry to Bother You. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on Borg vs. McEnroe starring Shia LaBeouf and the movie Ben is Back starring Lucas Hedges and Julia Roberts. Tune into that. Tune into this podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Big things are happening on this podcast. I'm talking about the latest movies, TV shows, and acting performances that I loved and enjoyed. Please rate, review, and subscribe again. And please listen to this podcast. Thanks again for listening.